For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket, where I, Adam Carricker, do not have a case of the Mondays. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be sure to check out GELandscapesupply.com or call 402-467-1627. Also, I need help. My son is dating. He has a girlfriend. Oh, God. All right. Caller, not even, I got five daughters coming up, so this is like my dry run for when I should really be nervous, right? All right. Caller text 402 46 Four five six eight five. As always, with your with your questions, your comments, your concerns, the people segment at the end of the show. Also, also, I would appreciate. What do I do as a dad? How do I handle this? What are the rules? Do I allow him to date? Do I not allow him to date? I actually like the girl. I like the family. They seem really, really nice. They're Raiders fans. Don't care about that. So that's not a plus or minus. All right, let's talk. We're gonna get to Matt Rule's highlights from his press conference here shortly. Before we do that, all right, I want to I want to put out a tweet or uh, talk about a tweet from at Husk Guys. Give them a follow on Twitter. Also, you can go to characterchronicles.com and get some pipeline jerky as well. I mentioned that because they're the ones selling it. But anyways, I digress. I love Husker fans. So he just put out this tweet, and it says, Minnesota loss. So this is like people reacting after the Minnesota loss. Whoa, season's over. Colorado loss, how people reacted. I'm never watching another game. Then the Michigan loss. Just cancel the program and focus on volleyball. Illinois win. We are in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West, and I don't see a loss the rest of the year. Ah, so true. One of the most accurate tweets I've ever seen in the history of Earth. I I love love college football fans. I love Husker fans. The passion, the pageantry is what makes it so much fun to talk Nebraska football. You know, there's a lot of teams that that people talk about across the country, obviously, 130-plus FBS programs. You'd be hard-pressed to find one that's more fun to talk about just based on the passion and pageantry of the fan base, which is one reason I love talking Nebraska football on top of the fact that I just love Nebraska football. Now, let's just, you know, you look at the last six games. Okay, now I'm going to get to Matt Rule's press conference. This is me just enjoying the moment. No, Northwestern, 3-3 three and three fired coach. Purdue, 2-5, and five, looked awful. Michigan State, fired coach, 2-4. and four. Maryland just lost to Illinois. How'd that happen? Wisconsin 4-2 just lost to Iowa. Iowa 6-1. They stink. <laughs> that's, that's a message that was sent. Okay. Uh, one final thought on, on Iowa that I forgot to get to earlier. It, it's just remarkable, this, this offense that they have, and they're 6-1. And, and they're the front runner in the Big Ten West right now, although Nebraska does control their own destiny. They have the 115th-ranked scoring offense in the country. Okay, they're worst when it comes to yards per game. They're last. 132nd ranked quarterback rating, 129th in pass yards. Deacon Hill, who who has stepped in since Cade McNamara got hurt, is completing 38.6% of his passes. That's like that's like a good three-point shooting percentage in basketball, not completion percentage in, in for pass yard passing in football. 43 yards a game. Okay. And has 12 combined completions over the last two games. 
12 combined completions over the last two games, and he's undefeated as a starter. Ladies and gentlemen, hats off to being god-awful and yet winning. I mean, kudos to them. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of it, yet I'm respecting it all at the same time. And, and, and I mean that 100%. Uh, all that's going to matter to Nebraska fans is what happens on Black Friday, but you know that's not here yet, so this is what I have to talk about. Now, when we get to Matt Rule's press conference, there are some interesting things that I, I think from this press conference. All right, Luke Reimer is going to be back. He had MRSA on and in his arm, which would explain why he was in the hospital at one point. MRSA can be very scary, so I'm glad he's just healthy in general and then obviously back on the football field as well. Happy to see that. Harburg to remain the starter. Sims is ready for when they need him, though. That's the first time all year. Other than when Matt Rule came out and said, way back at the beginning of the year, Jeff Sims is our starter, because that's what he said way back at the beginning of the year, right after Sims got banged up. That's the first time he's actually addressed the quarterback situation in a more direct manner on a Monday press conference going into the game, going into the following Saturday's game. So for him to come out and say that says a lot to me. All right. Now, Rule says Nebraska has to get up for every game. They've had to scratch and claw for their wins. Yes. When you, like, Iowa wins ugly, and they don't blow anybody out because you can't score. They can't score. Well, when Nebraska struggles to score like they do, you're not going to blow anybody out, so every game is going to be close. You're going to have to fight, scratch, and claw. That's 100% true. And I'm not even knocking the Huskers. That's just the, the facts. Two plus two equals four. Whether somebody wants it to equal five or three, it's irrelevant. The fact is, two plus two equals four. We don't score a ton. We're not uber explosive. We're better on defense. We're getting better in certain areas. And we're going to have to fight, scratch, and claw for every win that we get. Okay? And I'm okay with that. As long as we win, I'm okay with it. And as long as we compete at a high level, I'm okay with it. Okay. Rule also said, this is a team that has to learn how to be the same every week. You know, that is every coach's dream. To have a team that shows up every day, every day to practice, every day in the weight room, every day in film room, every game on Saturday, and show up ready to go. I also just talked about how unpredictable college football is, and it's because you have uh, boys who are entering college ball, and you'd like to think that they're leaving as men more often than not, but you've got young men at best 95% of the time, so you don't know what you're getting. I'm 39, and my wife doesn't know what she's going to get from me half the time as far as how consistent I'm going to be on, I don't know, taking out the garbage. Luckily, I don't have to do the dishes. I've got six kids for that. Uh, child labor, don't come at me. You know, but certain things that I'm supposed to do, I'm pretty good about it most of the time. All right, Malachi Coleman is going to be a starter. Jalen Lloyd will play a ton. Now, Malachi is a young, talented, tall, fast, athletic, dynamic, potential receiver. Obviously, he's thrust into this role due to the injuries at the wide receiver spot. But I'm okay with that, you know. Let's see what happens. This dude's got all the potential in the world. If you know anything about his backstory, I don't know how you can't be anything but a fan of this young man. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Left guard Ethan Piper has been playing with a broken hand. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my, my fingers look like something out of a horror movie. Like, I just, I just started taping everything by the time I was a senior in college because it was always jacked up. That's just part of playing on the line. I respect his toughness. Um, interesting to know, but it's part of playing in the line. And I'm actually excited to, to read this last thing. Ramir Johnson is coming back for his sixth year, sixth year. I'm excited for that. Speedy recovery, my friend. All right. And I look forward to him coming back for his sixth season. Now, we got a couple of minutes here. 
Those are the highlights from Matt Rule's press conference today. We got a couple of minutes here, so it's probably going to roll over into the people segment just a smidge. But as we look at the AP top 25, Georgia number one, Michigan number two. There's been times neither one of those teams have looked impressive, but anytime they wanted to, they've looked really impressive. Okay. Ohio State, let's be honest, this is because of the Notre Dame win. Okay. They, ever since they have made Kyle McCord the starter, their offense has looked better. I don't know that I buy them as, as the third best team in the country, and that Notre Dame team now has two losses, I might add. They're number three in the country. Number four is Florida State. This is the most unimpressive, overrated team in the country to me. And I haven't looked at this stat in two weeks, but two weeks ago, there was 27 undefeated teams in the FBS. They had the least least amount of total yards on offense of all 27. Power five, non-power five, it didn't matter. There were two games where they'd not only been outgained by their opponent, total yardage-wise, they'd been outgained by over 100 yards by their opponent twice. This was a team that needed defensive touchdowns versus Clemson. Uh, Clemson missed, I don't know, I don't even know what the yardage was, like 27-yard field goal, a chip shot from a guy they basically got off the street in order to win. Their win versus LSU, LSU's a good team, but there's nothing special about LSU this year. They have no idea how to play defense. They're the opposite of Iowa. They can't stop anybody, okay? Their defense is like holding up a a cup with a bunch of holes in the bottom and pouring water through it and watching the, the water go right through the bottom of the cup with all the holes. That's how their defense looks, but, man, can they score. And their quarterback is something else. If, if their defense was average, he'd be in the Heisman Trophy uh, conversation. But I think that win over LSU, which was on national TV, caught everyone's eye, made a great first impression. I think it's led to Florida State being overrated this year. You watch that Boston College game, they got lucky a little bit, at least a little bit. Okay, Washington is number five. I don't know how they're not ahead of Florida State. Okay, six is Oklahoma. I'm fine with that. The only issue I really have is Penn State at seven. I know. Penn State's got Ohio State this weekend. That's where they can really pick up some steam in these rankings. And at the end of the day, if they win the Big Ten East, the Big Ten Championship, they're in. You know, So I, I get how that works. But all this is leading up to my CFB predictions, college football playoff predictions. So here they are. Number one, I've got Georgia because they have the easiest path to the playoff of just about any team, just about any team. And I know they're probably going to have to play Bama, in the SEC championship game. And Bama find ways to win. Not exactly wowing anybody right now so far this year. I do think Georgia ends up, and because they're Georgia and two-time national champs and three-time, two out of the past three years, I should say, SEC champs, they're going to be number one in the country. Now, number two, I wrote down Penn State or Michigan. No disrespect, Ohio State. I think those are the two best teams in the Big Ten. And this, here's the crazy thing. This is the best Michigan team that Michigan's had in three years. And they've made the CP, CFP the past two years. They won the Big Ten Championship the past two years. And this is the best Michigan team of those three, in my opinion. And I have Penn State. That's what I think of Penn State. They have a top 10 offense, most explosive offense. They're explosive on defense if you watch the amount of turnovers that they force and the, and the defensive touchdowns that they've scored this year. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not very confident in Penn State over Michigan. I'm absolutely 100% confident the number two team in the country going in the CFP will be Penn State or Michigan, uh, the winner of that game. Big Ten champ is who, who they're going to end up being. And Ohio State's obviously in this mix. Maybe I'm wrong. Ohio State's actually playing defense this year. Kyle McCord's looking pretty good now that he's been made the starter. So Ohio State's definitely in this conversation. If Notre Dame decides to play with 11 guys, I think people view Ohio State differently. 
I've got Penn State by the narrowest of narrow margins over Michigan, Big Ten champs, number two team in the country. And three and four, three, four, five, and six were a little bit challenging for me because you got the Pac-12 champ, you got the Big 12 champ, you got the ACC champ, and who's the top at-large team, wildcard team, whatever you want to call them. I got Washington at number three, but I wrote in parentheses, will the Pac-12 knock itself out? Washington has to play four ranked teams in November and then the Pac-12 championship to get in. So I think Washington is one of the top three or four teams in the country. And I've got them going to the CFP. They're going to lose at least one game in November. And if they lose but win the Pac-12 championship, they'll still get in. My question is, are they going to lose two of those five tough games if you include the Pac-12 championship plus four ranked teams? I've got them in. Got to put somebody in. I like Washington. I like what I see. Okay. And then I have Texas. I know. I just threw up a lot of bit in my mouth. But they're going to play Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship again, and I think they're going to beat them. So Texas at four. Now, this is where it was interesting because I look at the ACC champ. I just don't think Florida State's one of the four best teams in the country. I'm not even sure they're one of the top five or six. I think North Carolina actually beats Florida State in the ACC championship game. And North Carolina is not a preeminent big name in college football like a Georgia, Penn State, Michigan, Texas, or even a Washington who has a national championship in their college football history. They shared, I believe, with Miami in 91. They would have won that game, by the way, had they played. But I digress. So I think North Carolina, and I, I, I looked at North Carolina's schedule. They got some tough teams coming up. They got Duke. They got Clemson. They got a rivalry game with NC State. I think they're going to stumble somewhere and lose a game they shouldn't. But a one loss, ACC champs should still be in the conversation, especially if they beat an undefeated Florida State team. Of course, I think Florida State could still lose. But I think they're either the first or second team out. Now, I will say this. I actually think the most likely team to get in who is a non-conference champ, is the loser of Penn State, Michigan. I still think that team, whether it's Penn State or Michigan, whoever loses that game could have an argument they're one of the four best teams in the country. Now, if there's a one-loss conference champ out there, that one-loss conference champ will probably get the nod over them. Probably. Okay. It depends on what happens these next few weeks, last six weeks of the season, six or seven weeks. But I got Georgia, one, Penn State, two, Washington, Washington, Penn State, oh my God, would that be a fun game to watch in the playoff. Texas at number four playing Georgia. Okay, and then the first two teams out is ACC champ North Carolina and or the loser of the Penn State-Michigan game who could eke their way into the playoff if some of these other conference champs have more than one loss and could get in anyways. You look at Ohio State and TCU, neither one of them were conference champs last year, so you never know what can happen. Anyways. The people segment is right around the corner. Let me know your thoughts. Am I cuckoo crazy? The answer is yes. But do you agree or disagree with me when it comes to the college football playoff prediction? What are your questions, comments, concerns? And my God, help me with this dating advice. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.